Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. This is the infamous Kurt Price with Let's Go Blues Radio. Wow, the infamous? And you're listening to the LGB Radio Summer Series. Now here's the infamous Jeff Ponder. Infamous? To discuss your picks for the all-time St. Louis Blues team. Infamous is, is when you're more than famous. Welcome to episode 12 of season 12. Uh, this is episode number 421 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated. And so I wake in the morning and step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high and I scream from the top of my lungs, what's going on? We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Uh, special thanks to our sponsors, RockinThatIDLife.com, StrikeWithMike.com, and CenterIceBrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at Let'sGoBlues.com for some well-designed and fairly priced blues-themed t-shirts. It's Tuesday, July 18th. We're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To interact with the show on social media, our handle on social media is uh, on social all social channels is at LGB Radio. Just search for us and you'll find us. And if you haven't already done so, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a T-shirt from our shop, take out an ad in your favorite newspaper, or do whatever you can to help us out. I'm your host Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by the wonderfully insightful Vanessa Graff, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and producer Austin are all on assignment. Uh, the agenda for tonight includes discussion about Oscar Sunquist rejoining the Blues, and we reveal the third and fourth selections at right wing for the Let's Go Blues Radio St. Louis Blues all-time team. All that and more on this critically acclaimed episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Vanessa uh, has rejoined the show. You joined us for the first week of the summer. You come back now, and you're going to help me reveal the third and fourth right wings on the all-time team. You are a part of the panel, so you are as much involved in this as anyone else we've had. Uh, welcome back to the show. Good to have you. Yeah, it's great to be back. Kind of annoyed I missed the 420 episode. Yeah, I even laughed after I missed <sighs> 420, and I'm like, oh, where's Vanessa? She I'm, I'm actually kind of mad. I missed that. Damn. <laughs> 
Yeah, so uh, you said you, you had to cancel last week, as we said. Uh, you feeling better? I, I'm, I assume yeah. you are in a week. No, I, I am feeling better. Um, my new job, it has me in early morning, so switching my sleep schedule kind of fucked with my body a bit. I so, yeah. get that, actually. Well, yeah, that's I'm cool. Good it's good good to have you. I'm glad you're here. Um, I know right wing is is one we, we revealed last week. Uh, Hall and mm-hmm. Tarasenko, no real surprises there. Three and four, it's a little interesting. So I think uh, you might have joined us for the more interesting episode uh, because this this one is okay. totally up in the air who it could be. Yeah, it's actually the uh, position I played most as a kid as well. Oh, really? You were right wing, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Elite scorer, were you? Uh, middle six. Okay, middle six. Like a Torpchenko, yeah. who we'll talk about. Uh, <laughs> maybe more of a, maybe more of a Tarasenko. Some nights, other nights, play. Okay, I, let's go. Sammy Blay. Kind of a more mixed with that one. That that's a fair comparison. We'll say Sammy Blay. I've seen you skate. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why not? Hey, you're uh, now, apparently you're. Now, if only it was still the 420, because then I'd say blaze it up. Blaze oh. it up. Yes. There you go. I love it, man. You, I missed you last week. You would have been helping me <laughs> with all these terrible jokes. <laughs> oh, you should see the uh, the blues Reddit Discord. We actually have a little uh, Discord emote that is has Blaze face stuck to the back of a weed leaf. Nice. Like we I'll make it a full time joke. It's great. Oh, blaze it up. I love it. Yeah, I remember when he first came up and everybody thought it was Sammy Blaze. And I'm like, that would be a really sweet name. But unfortunately, S or Z (laughs) is silent. (laughs) It's S. Uh, So uh, before we get into talking about anything with this week's show, uh, I do have one announcement to make. Uh, I will be for the third week in a row. I will be on the Puck Podcast again, co-hosting with Eddie Garcia. So anybody who wants a full NHL uh, discussion about this past week. Uh, check out the last episode uh, that I'll be on of the Puck Podcast as uh, Doug comes back next week. So uh, that has been fun filling in for him. It's made my life a little more hectic because I'm running two podcasts now. Well, not running. I'm not running the Puck Podcast. But, uh, yeah, having to schedule around that and then just life in general. I'm looking forward to being back to one show, but uh, it has definitely been fun. Vanessa, you mm-hmm. listen to any uh, any full NHL podcasts? Any other than, than of course, let's go Blues Radio. Um, oh, what's it called? Uh, I do listen to one um, a little bit more recently, just because he covers a lot more of the National League. What was that name? I can't think of it. Uh, the Daily Faceoff Rundown. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is, does Frank Saravelli do that one? Yeah, uh, I believe okay. it's Frank Saravelli. Cool. Yeah, that's one of the ones I listened to. I think the other one was the uh, Cam and Andy Strickland. Of course. Whenever they interview the different players from around the league, I usually tune into those. Yep. Pretty those cool. Those usually pretty to. good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We uh, we support Andy and uh, and Cam on this one. They they do a great job. I love their interviews. They uh, they get some good stuff. I Even just the stuff they yeah. post on Twitter and Instagram, I'm always like, that's a great quote. Like I, I need to listen to that interview now. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I do not have alcohol tonight. I am actually uh, rocking that ID life. One of our sponsors here tonight. So I'm doing the wild berry, uh, getting a little energy as we're going a little earlier tonight. So I feel like it's okay to have an energy 
slash ener- type energy drink type thing uh, yeah. because I'm not going to be going to bed right after this. So uh, that is my drink tonight. <laughs> Vanessa, you got anything in your hand tonight? Uh, just some good old water. There you go. <laughs> H2O. Um, Vanessa, I, I, before we get into it, I do want to uh, call out that uh, that beautiful, uh, I believe you called it an Afghan behind you. Yes. What's the story behind that? So the story behind it was, uh, it was something my mom uh, specifically just wanted to do something really special. It's technically one of a kind, so she's never going to try and make it ever again. Right. There's not really a way to even repair it if something happens to it, but uh, it was just a surprise uh, Christmas gift that I had no inkling of. Not even my dad or my sister knew. And yeah, surprise this. My dad's floor, my dad's show hit the floor just as fast as mine did. And I'm just, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Um, those are the best gifts because, you know, you can go to the store, you can go to the, the what's it, it's called, what, Blue, uh, uh, STL Authentics, whatever it's called now. Yeah, it's you can go there Authentics. and pick something up and, you know, it's always a nice gift when I get something that's blues related. But when it's like actually oh, yeah. made, oh man, that yeah. that just because, like you said, it's one of a kind. There's nothing else like it, right? Um, so one thing that I got actually after my father passed away, um, my sister in law actually took a bunch of his old T-shirts and made them into pillows. And so she made one (laughs) that was one of his favorite blues shirts that he wore all the time. And she gave that one to me. And so I've still got it sitting over there. I use it all the time. And I'm like, that is the coolest gift ever. Because, again, like, that's something that nobody else has. And it's something that was my dad's. So don't worry. It does not smell like him. We washed it first. But it's still cool to know that that was my dad's shirt. Now it's a pillow. It was a really cool gift. Oh, yeah. No, that's awesome. Yep. Well, let's get into it. Uh, we've got a couple news items to get to before we uh, take our break and then get into talking about um, the 30, I'm sorry, the um, the all-time team that uh, we'll reveal. I don't know what I was going to say. Uh, you were trying so to we, combine third and fourth line. Let's make 30. That's what it was. I think you're right, actually. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Oscar Sunquist, uh, he is returning to St. Louis. The forward signs a one year, $775,000 contract. Uh, last season spent time with Detroit and Minnesota scored 10 goals, 18 assists, 28 points in 67 games. He's a two time Stanley cup champ, technically, obviously with the blues. And then in 2016 with Pittsburgh, uh, he is returning and, and something I wanted to call out for those that, Maybe like, uh, why? I, there were a few people who were not a fan of this, which they were very, very, very minor. Um, I loved the best part of this deal because it's clear he wanted to come back to St. Louis. Oh yeah, uh, he was making two hundred and seven. I'm sorry, two million. I what two point seven five million dollars? <laughs> let's say uh, AAV yeah. on his last deal. He took about a seventy two percent pay cut to come back to St. Louis. And yeah. I know there it's later in free agency. He probably maybe wasn't going to get that 2.75 again, but you know, you're telling me he wasn't going to get a million 1.5 somewhere else. Right. He came here because he wanted to be a St. Louis blue. No, for sure. He does. He still owns a house here in the city in the area. He's been to 
multiple MLS games, and he's shown it on Twitter, and people have been like just crying out for him to please St. Louis sign him. Come on. And to me, this is something you need to stabilize a fourth line down the middle. And it kind of allows Alexandrov to learn and be able to step in as needed, which to me actually helps Alexandrov in the long run as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I, I love this. uh, Like you said, because I, I always love people who want to be here, who want to be yeah. in St. Louis. David Perron comes to mind. Albert Pujols last year coming back. Um, you know, yeah. Yadier Molina saying years ago he wouldn't if he's going to play in the MLB. It's only for the Cardinals. You know, I I love people who want to play here. And so the fact that Sunquist, it was pretty damn clear. I mean, he got traded, oh, yeah. and within months of the, with the playoffs start, within a month. He was back in St. Louis wearing a Robert Thomas is elite t-shirt yep. at the blues game. <laughs> like he's playing for the red wings and he's rooting for the blues. I mean, it was incredible. And it was like, man, I hope at some point, maybe in the twilight of yeah. his career, he comes back here. Well, here it is. It's only been what yeah. a year since he's been traded and uh, he's already and back yeah. with the St. Louis blues. Yep. I, yeah, I'm it's... so happy. Oh. I was elated. Um, People ask me, and I'll ask you the same question, Vanessa. But you okay. know, who who would you want back, Sunquist or O'Reilly? And for me, it was <sighs> O'Reilly because I think he has a little bit more to give. But then when I saw the contract that he signed, I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, I'm actually glad the Blues didn't touch that. Now that Oscar Sunquist comes back and it's the opposite, he signs for mm-hmm. a lot less. I'm like. It makes way more sense to have Sunquest. Okay. So my thing with the O'Reilly versus Sunquest thing, I don't look at it from a money standpoint because there was a very small chance that we would even land O'Reilly to begin with. Yep. With his pedigree and everything. I feel like his time as a captain, he wasn't able to actually impact play as well as he did when he came over during the 2018-2019 season and he didn't have that leadership role. He could be a leader without all the responsibility. But mm-hmm. I feel like with the responsibility and with the group the Blues had after the cup run, things just didn't really gel that way in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And to me, I feel like Oscar Sunquest is more of a player that puts his heart into everything even if he's playing a small amount of minutes. But at the same time, he's also able to not take on a full leadership role, and you still get a good quality defensive center for a very cheap price, and you're not going to get yourself screwed over, possibly, from them losing their talent in the next few years, going past their prime and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The thing with Nashville signing O'Reilly is, they're trying to hope that they can bank on maybe he has a couple more good years. He can train some of their younger players. I don't know if he has it. He can barely keep up with most of the fast players in the league right now. Yeah. I don't think he can last a lot longer than the years that he was given. Maybe even that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, four years was a lot for O'Reilly. I, I would have said yeah. three. Give me three years of O'Reilly, and I'm happy. Four, I think that fourth I, one. Yeah, I would have been much. Uh, I would have been so much happier if they had done a three-year deal. 
that would have been a much safer bet. And that would have told Brian O'Reilly, hey, maintain your health and all this. And yeah, we'll pay you. But mm-hmm. he he did cash in on a really yeah, shitty free agency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a very <laughs> underwhelming free agency for sure. Um, well, let's talk about the actual, you know, the team now, how it looks. And obviously things can easily right. change. It's, it's July. Yeah. But I mean, you said it. Having him down the middle, <sighs> I, and that's Oscar Sundquist, is huge going into the free going into uh let's just say going into the draft uh the week before the draft the blues center depth was not good it was uh thomas shen probably buchnevich as your third line center and then alexandrov walker i don't know i don't know who your fourth guy is and then they go out and get kevin hayes and now it's like okay well this at least allows them because I think Buchnevich needs to stay on the wing. I get in a pinch letting him play center. Yeah, he is much more effective as a winger, so I'm okay with moving him back. Yeah. Hayes is at third. Now it was like okay, so I guess Alexandrov's your de facto fourth line center, which is fine. But mm-hmm. I was like, man, it'd be nice to have one more piece down there, and right. they went and got it, Oscar Sundquist. And I think you're right. I think because Alexandrov. You can still play him on the wing. Obviously, injury happens. He's going to step in, too. But right now, excuse me, Alexandrov is your 13th forward, and Oscar Sundquist is your fourth-line center. I think down the middle, the Blues look pretty damn good. They they definitely are a lot more just solid. I wouldn't say they're all-star caliber. No. Not with the cap space hell that we have to deal with because of COVID fucking up the gross and everything, but mm-hmm. I I completely agree. I'm getting really tired of spam calls today. Jesus. <laughs> but I completely agree that getting Hayes, yeah, he's kind of meh, but we're also getting him for a small amount of time. He's just to help pave the way and buffer for some of the younger centers that we have down the line in the minors. And then SunQuest just provides that stability of, I've been a blue, I know what it takes, I understand the culture, I can easily gel with everyone in this lineup. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't go wrong with that. And that honestly solidifies a part of, I, the forward group just didn't have that kind of gelling last year. No. No, they did not. After the <sighs> trades, well, actually, even before the trades, they did no, not yeah, look even like before. they were, uh, yeah. Like, it clicked yep. for a small bit, and then suddenly it just died Yep, way too quickly. Yep, I agree. No, and I, I love the way it's looking now. We'll see. I mean, obviously, they made some coaching changes, uh, not mm-hmm. head coach, but assistant coach, and we'll see what the power play looks like. I know Sunquist, uh, very briefly for a while, was actually on the Blues power play uh, yep. that 2019 season. So, we'll see, but, I mean, still, I yeah, – no- the way this lineup looks now, I'm even with just the two additions they've made in in uh, Hayes and Sunquist. It just everybody slots in better, and I think they've done a good job yeah. at least with the forward group so far. No, I I totally agree with that. I really think the major problem with their forward group was a actually competent center, like for every line. Yep, like. No chirp on Buchnevich. He was pretty good, but he has more of a winger mentality. 
He can he do is definitely center. a winger. He can do it very well. He should not be doing it full time. No. No, I'm I'm okay if with an injury. Uh, let's say Shen. <sighs> I hate to say it, but if Shen gets hurt, yeah. then it's like okay, go ahead and move Buchnevich down to a center yeah. role, and then let somebody else take wing. But full time, I'm like I, I'm I was fine with it at the end of last year because it was like this team's playing just to gel basically because they're not making the playoffs. Yeah, go ahead and put Buchnevich wherever yeah. you want. Put him on defense. I don't give a shit. But oh yeah, going into the season, I want him on left wing, and I and that's where he's at, and yeah. I love it. I think it's going to make this team look a lot better. Yeah, no, he is our more than likely first line left winger in my eyes. You you have to play him in that role. He is one of the star players on the team, even though a lot of people in the NHL won't actually count him as that. That's on them. They're crazy. Yep. Yeah, I'll say it. They're crazy. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm loving it. So another uh, another addition, well, addition of uh, uh, re-signing the Blues made uh, <laughs> this past week. They signed Alexei Torpchenko to a two-year, two point five million dollar contract extension. They uh, it's a one point two five AAV. They did sign before the two sides had to go to arbitration, which is always good. Yep. Nobody wants to go to arbitration. Uh, in his career, 97 NHL games, uh, he's got 12 goals and nine assists for in 27 penalty minutes. Um, and I think that we we all speak about the intangibles here. You know, obviously we did a little bit there with Sunquist, but Torpchenko, mm-hmm. something he brought that I loved uh, last year when I think it was right after the O'Reilly trade, they lost like four or five games in a row, and mm-hmm. Torpchenko called the team out and was basically like, oh yeah. We're still an NHL team. We're not competing. And it's like this kid literally has not even played 100 games in the NHL. And he is calling oh, yeah. out the entire roster. Like, I loved that fire from him. So I was happy yeah. to see him brought back, not just in a one-year prove-it deal, but a two-year deal to really solidify himself as a right winger on that third and fourth line. Yeah, no, he honestly, he earned this. He earned every damn cent. From his physical play to his passion for the team. Like, Ruby loved that he had that much passion. He didn't yep. agree with how he did it, but he <laughs> loved the passion. Any coach yep. would love a player with that kind of passion. That is what helps win you games, and especially from a fourth liner, that gives you a huge boost. Honestly, I feel like Torpachenko can even play third line minutes. Oh, yeah. I think definitely at least in a pinch, uh, he could definitely slide up. Well, there was even a point where they had him on the first line last year, right? With uh, Kairu and Thomas. Like, yeah, and I, I think that was more so <laughs> due to a couple different injuries. And I think just, I think it was also Bruby just trying to see like who can mesh with who in a little bit in situations. Because right. that was a little bit later on in the season. It was. Yeah, yeah no. But no, Torpachenko I... has just been an all around player that DA has been a fucking genius finding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a fourth round pick, um, and I remember seeing him in prospect camp uh, a couple yeah. years ago and being like, "I like this guy. He's got size. He's got a shot. Uh, mm-hmm. He's tenacious. He'll fight in the corners." And I, I thought, man, Blues might have something here. And again, I don't think he's going to be any kind of twenty or thirty goal scorer. But I mean, as a no. bottom six guy, he's exactly what you want on your roster. Yeah, and. Honestly, after putting up 10 goals last year, that's still huge. 
Oh, yeah. I agree. I mean, the highest goal total he ever did was back in the KHL. He scored 19 points or 19 goals, uh, I believe, in, like, I think it's the AHL affiliate of uh, the Russian League. Hmm. I'd have to look back and remember which one was which, but he's never broken over 20. And he's now proven that at the NHL level, he can score at least 10. That's huge. Yeah. Like, Ten goals he's kind of a hidden liner. gem. Yep. Yeah, he's a hidden gem. 100%. I, I've loved the, his game. We, we were at a game, uh, everybody on this show, uh, we all went to a game against Vancouver at the end of the year, and he scored a mm-hmm. real nice goal where he stole the puck and then came in on a break. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, I remember like, that one. I, and that was right in front of us. And we were like, oh, oh my. Nice. Like, I remember all of us just looking <laughs> at each other like, whoa. So, yeah I, yeah, I love his fire. I love the way he can just shoot out of a cannon when he gets the puck. Um, and just yeah, a guy who doesn't really stop skating. skating. Yeah, he is, he is so good. So, yeah, Blues yeah, uh, solidifying actually... that fourth line a little bit. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've actually nicknamed him uh, Blues Torpedo at the uh, Blues Discord for the subreddit. And we actually uh, have a little emote of a torpedo with his face on it. It's great. Nice. Man, you guys have a lot of emotes going. <laughs> I like oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they get creative over there. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we are going to talk about some past blues here in a little bit as we reveal the third and fourth uh, right wings of the St. Louis Blues all-time team. But uh, that will come after this break. You are listening to Jeff and Vanessa on Let's Go Blues Radio. We'll return after these messages. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do... I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase 1 provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period 2, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function performance, and feelings of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a beer lover's dream for hockey fans. Based in St. Louis, Missouri, owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey-themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017. From the Beauty IPA to the Old Arena Lager, a cold, frosty, hockey-themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis. Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB. Let's go beer. 
During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest-running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. Vanessa, you know what is funny is... We did. We went live a couple of weeks ago uh, early. I think it was about. I think it might have been same time, seven fifteen, seven thirty, and we mm-hmm. got literally no comments until about nine fifteen, and then all of a sudden they all <laughs> tune in. And I'm just like, I tried warning you all that we're going early. Yeah. We're going live earlier, but I think our audience <laughs> is just so used to us going live at nine fifteen, nine thirty. So. Right now right. we are sitting at zero comments. We'll see if at the end of the show we get everybody tuning in. Okay. That is interesting, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I just don't think people are prepared for a Let's Go Blues radio before 930. That's the way I see it. Right. <laughs> um, well, you can we blame it on me. Yeah, it's Vanessa's fault. Yep. Yeah. Well, last time it was, Steven, it was Steven Ground from uh, Two Guys, One Cup. We love blaming him. It was definitely his fault. So... Uh, well, we are, uh, we're going to reveal the right wings, number three and four. So the 35 year team, again, to remind you all had Brett Hall, Joe Mullen, Wayne Babich, and Scott Young as your four right wings. Last week, we revealed the one and two players on the team. Brett Hall and Vladimir Tarasenko took the number two spot as the right wings on the roster. Vanessa, you weren't here, so I'll go ahead and get your quick assessment of that um we there was a little discussion around you know obviously brett hall's number one i don't think anyone is going to question oh, yeah. that but number two yes tarasenko i think at the end of the day that is very deserving and it's not really a surprise but mm-hmm. you know there is a little bit more that goes into it joe mullen wayne babich especially great careers as blues are you surprised at all to see tarasenko in that spot no i'm actually not yeah. Um, if I remember right, even... I actually had Tarasenko as my number two. Yeah. Just simply for did. the fact of how much of an offensive impact he had in the modern game. Let alone being able to set records for the Blues in the playoffs as well. Yeah. First Blue to score on the penalty shot in the playoffs. Like, that was one of the best penalty shots I've seen. Yeah, we, we brought and, up the, yeah. the Stanley Cup final goal. Was that game two where he just kept trucking oh, towards yeah. the net and then he knocked yep. it out of midair on two Karask. Like <laughs> that kind of play just, Oh, loved. Oh yeah. Tarasenko, prime Tarasenko. No, I, I would have to agree. I, I actually think his first game as a blue is one of the most memorable as a right, like a right winger scored two back-to-back high re- highlight real goals. Yep. What more could you ask for? 
Yep. And that against was, the Red Wings. And against Ooh. the Red Wings. And I mean, Ooh. his first, just his first game. Plus that, the, that was the lockout year. So like the blue, there had been yeah. hockey since what May in St. Louis, maybe, maybe even April. And then it comes yeah. in in January and scores two big goals. Blues win six, nothing. Yeah. I mean, that uh, was that just screamed think, excitement. Actually. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I think it was six. Oh. Either way. I'm I still excited. I was starting to hear music. Sorry, my Spotify started playing on me. <laughs> That's all right. We didn't hear it, so we're good. Those those microphones are real good about not picking up that background noise. So they are. Yeah. Yep. And of course, I had uh, a St. Louis band playing. <laughs> who was it? Story of the year. Oh, of course, story of the year. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> um. All right. Well, we are going to get into revealing uh, the third and fourth right wings on the team. So again, Joe Mullen was number two. He did not uh, okay. make it last week. We'll see if he makes it this week. Uh, and Wayne Babbage held the number three spot on the last, on the 35th anniversary team. So we'll see if mm-hmm. both those guys, as well as Scott Young, make it tonight. Your first okay. reveal is none of those guys. It is former Blues captain David Backus. Takes the number three spot at right wing. Uh, he played a lot of center as well, so we want to call that out, and we'll get into how the voting worked here in a little bit. But let's talk about David yep. Backus as a player. He was a 2011 All-Star, best season as a Blue, came in 2010-2011, played in all 82 games, 31 goals, 31 assists for 62 points. He was a plus 32 that year. Uh, his stats for the Blues all-time in his career, number seven in games played at 727. Number seven in goals at 206, number nine in points at 460, tied for number eight in plus minus at plus 65, number five in penalty minutes at 969, tied for number six in even strength goals at 144, number nine in power play goals at 58, and number nine in shots with 1,650. So he is uh, on the leaderboard for a lot of spots. I think it's funny that. Um, you know, when I, I was talking to some people about David Backus possibly making this team, uh, some friends mm-hmm. of mine, and they were like, no way. You know, there's no way. Like, his stats just aren't there. And I'm like, really? Maybe you should look again. Because I think a lot of people associate David Backus as playing at the end of the terrible years for St. Louis. And then yeah. obviously being a big part of the good years as they started to come back into the playoff picture. But a lot of people don't realize he was putting up the points. He was a consistent player. He was a consistent 50 to 60 point player every season playing on the top line. And of course, we talk about his defensive abilities, too, and his checking abilities and just fighting in the corners like he was a fan favorite. So to me, there's no surprise that David Backus is on this team. Maybe it's a bit of a surprise that he gets ahead of Mullen and Babich, but I'm not shocked at all that David Backus makes this team. How about you? See, I, I'm kind of an outlier. I actually had Backus lower than most people in the panel. If I remember what, right, I actually have? had him lower. Uh, I believe I had him. Oh, how did I rank that? I'll have to look. I've got it right here. I think I had him fifth or sixth. I've got you. And I think at... it's more so I remember like most of his bad, like some, most of the bad years where he was still playing. That's mostly what I remember. I don't remember hey, a lot of his good years. You got him at six. Six. Yeah. Yep. You were the one. You ranked him the lowest out of everybody. Yeah. 
most of oh, I, little I honestly feel like then. most of his plays, like he was just such a very quiet player in terms of like he didn't do a lot of highlight real things or a lot of like super big hits. He was just more of that consistent player, but uh he it was during my teenage years, so I really didn't pay that much attention to him during his early stuff and during his later stuff. Yeah, he was a great leader, but he just wasn't producing a lot and it didn't help my mentality. So, yeah, let me, uh, let me, let's talk a little bit about the negative first. So I'll say (laughs) I, I liked David Backus, uh, overall, but Mm -hmm. I did used to call him and it was on this show. I did used to call him a faux first line center because I thought, he is a great, don't get me wrong, he is a great mm-hmm. player. I love the way he plays the game, but to me, that was why this team couldn't get off over the hump because it was David Backus is our number one center, no question about it. And it's, well, yeah. a great team would have your more defensive center as your second or third line center. So yeah. this is when I was calling for a Paul Stastny at the time, a John Tavares, whatever you could do to get a, better center in here and have Bacchus slot in as your number two. Mm-hmm. That is what I was calling for. And I'll say too, uh, since he's right wing, um, I feel like I would love to, to actually get the metrics here, but we don't have them. Um, right. How much time he played center, how much time he played right wing. Um, so I'll yeah. talk about the voting very quickly. So basically he was picked as a center and as a right wing by our panel. Um, more on the right wing side, which is why I said, okay, I'm going to take, I think he had two votes at center. Uh, so I moved those over okay. to right wing, which jumped him into being voted into the top eight. And, um, and so, yeah, we moved him in as a right wing. And I think that's more than fair. Uh, Pavel Dimitra played a uh, mostly right wing and center in his time here. He's on this team as a yeah. left wing. So, you know, crazy yeah. things happen when, when you slot in <laughs> these uh, players in their positions, but yeah, I I like Bacchus. Um, I again, I liked his physical nature. The only other negative thing I'll say about him is I did hate how, and this happened in the playoffs a couple times. They would lose the game; they'd be down late, like uh, by a goal, and he would just mm-hmm. do something asininely stupid and take a dumb, dumb penalty, and then they'd go on the PK. And I think it actually happened twice, if I can remember. They would score, so they the other team would score, and then the yeah. Blues would score on the PK. And it was like, yeah. well, if David Bagus <laughs> didn't take that penalty, this might be a freaking tie game. So uh-huh. that was something that it, I felt like he lost his cool way too quick sometimes. Um, and as a yeah. captain, that drove me nuts. Like, dude, you can't do that. But yeah, it happens, I guess. No, it does. I feel like most of his play as I was growing up, he was constantly toted as a leader. He was constantly toted as a first line centerman. It, it never panned out that way. You could tell in his play, he was not comfortable at center. He was, he had to do it because there was no one else that could actually fill the role. So he tried to fill it himself. I think he's actually the player and the leader that, made me such a stickler for what a leader should do in terms of like actually being the captain of a hockey team. Mm. Yes. You can lead on and off the ice, but if you also play 
in a position you're not comfortable with and you play out of your comfort zone and out of the place that you are really good at, you're going to falter. Yeah. That's why you don't see, let's say, Petrangelo playing outside of uh, first-line defense. Like, he fits that role because of his skill set. Al McInnes fits that role, fits the skill set. I wouldn't say that about Pronger. He was more of the first, second line enforcer defenseman, so not really a leader, but that's that was me as a really young kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But um yeah. Oh yeah, I so I again I like Bacchus. Um I, I remember so some of the good moments that I remember. Uh I don't know if you remember that two thousand nine run very well, but uh he had some great moments that run that uh they were just awful to start the year and then they I turned think it I on. I do remember that. Yeah, that was uh Chris Mason in goal, Mike Weaver yeah, playing some I do. great I defense. Do. Okay. Um yeah. friend of the show, Mike Weaver. Um but uh <laughs> David Backus, uh yeah, he had four goals. I think that was that season. He had the four goals against uh the Red Wings that was a big win for mm-hmm. the Blues. Um and and then, you know, again, like defensively, uh he was just always on it. I I actually, I know a lot of Blues fans were always upset that he didn't win a Selkie uh, as the best Mm -hmm. defensive center. I always thought the competition was slightly better than him. And I also think they were more disciplined, which helped with the voting. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm actually not going to say he should have won a Selkie, but I'm glad he was always in the conversation because I think he was worthy of it. It's just there was a little bit better competition out there for him, but... Yeah, I I loved him as a defensive center, and again, like he had some great moments yeah. as a blue. It, his hands in front of the net were insane. Um, oh, they were. And I think that uh, this team doesn't make the playoffs consistently uh, at, with him as captain if he's not around. If he gets hurt, if he gets traded, uh, he mm-hmm. was he was a big part of this team. So uh, I, I yeah. again, I have no problem with David Backus in this role. I, it, it's a little surprising that he beat out some of these guys, but uh, to be at this spot, I think it's deserved for David Backus. Yeah. Who did I have listed as third on my thing? I can't remember who I put there. Let's see. You had uh, Miss Graf. Let's see. You had TJ Oshie as your number three. Okay. I thought I had him a little lower. Okay. Yeah, you had, uh, who was Hall, Tarasenko, Oshie, uh, Young and Babbage, uh, and then okay. Bacchus. I had Young before Babbage. I thought I had Babbage before Young. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's how you ranked it. And hey, that was a those Scott Young had some insane years here, so I don't blame you uh, putting him higher. Yeah. I was a big fan. I've got his jersey. I'm a big fan of Scott Young, so <laughs> I had no problem with that. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So let's move on to our next pick. So again. We've got the some of the names that have not been picked mm-hmm. yet. Um, we've got Wayne Babich, Joey Mullen, yep. TJ Oshie, Greg Pazlowski, and Scott Young all left. So who makes it here in the uh, final spot at right wing? It might not be who you expect. Uh, Vanessa, maybe you, but but others, maybe not. Huh? TJ Oshie takes the fourth line right yep. wing here for the team. Uh, he is a 2020 all-star, but that was, again, obviously with the Capitals. Uh, his yep. best season as a Blue came in uh, 2013-14. He scored in 79 games played, 
21 goals, 39 assists, 60 points, and it was a plus 19. Uh, he was a number seven at all time. He ranks number seven in plus minus in St. Louis Blues history with a plus 71. Um, you know what, Vanessa? This is probably going to be more positive coming from you. So uh, you go ahead and tell me, DJ right. uh, Oshi, your thoughts on him being the fourth right wing on this team. So my thing with Oshi, this is the guy I grew up watching. He was the star player of the team. He was the guy that sold the jerseys. He was the guy right next to David Perron that made the 2010 fate, like face team, what have you. He made the team what it was. The only downside with him is he had to play for the Blues during a time where we did not get a lot of national, uh, just any kind of publicity at all. He was a star. He was one of the most loved players that came out of Washington State from his time in his collegiate uh, years at the NCAA. I can't remember what the college is up there. He was the hero of Sochi. He decimated the Russians in a shootout in their home. And just, it gave me feelings of Miracle on Ice with him just staring down. I can't remember who the Russian goalie was. I want to say it was Briskolov. But I that think I'm right. wrong. That sounds but right. Just let him me, staring me down from center ice, just staring down the Russian goalie. That picture sent chills down my spine when I saw it. Um, you could count on him every night to make some kind of highlight play, be it hit, especially a reverse hit. He was one of my favorite players whenever someone would try and come up behind him and try and take him out of the play, and he'd just straight up reverse hit perfectly. Rick Nash right. knows better than anybody. That that happened to Rick Nash uh, a couple oh, times. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, two times in one game or three times? Yeah, I think something? it was Yeah, two yeah. times in one game. Yeah. He, he was just an all-around, just really good forward player. I really wish that St. Louis was a bigger market team. It would have been so much better for him. But it it is what it is. He was able to get to a much better market team in terms of just size. He wins the cup. And I feel like he actually ends the curse for the Blues and gives us that first step towards actually breaking ours and finally getting it. Yeah. But, I mean, he was the first line winger while Tarasenko was still growing. And then when he leaves to find his own path on a new team that gives Tarasenko the chance to become that star first-line player that he ends up becoming. Uh, so, by the way, the Russian goalie was Sergei Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky, okay. Yep, I actually forgot Who that, Who also too. just lost I, the Stanley Cup. Ooh. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I really well, was pulling for Matthew Kachuk to win it. I really oh, was. I was, too. I think all <laughs> of St. Louis was. Although, there was an article in The Athletic that uh, said, so, I remember it was like, and they do this every year, you know, mm-hmm. who each team, team's fans should be rooting for. And like, right. they had St. Louis rooting for Vegas. I'm like, come, no, no, we are rooting for Matthew Kachuk, man. Come on. Yeah. Plus, we don't want Vegas to win. No, <laughs> Vegas stole Petrangelo. No. Yeah, we didn't want that. Even though Doug Armstrong also kind of fucked that up. But 
Yeah. That, yeah. That's also just the dealings of negotiating contracts. That's true. Uh, so Winning Unlimited here in the uh, chat. Uh, welcome, Winning Unlimited. He says Rick Nash and Oshi with a laughing yep. emoji. So, yes, that, uh, yeah, uh, that was something we will all remember. And, and I'll tell you, my favorite memory of TJ Oshi was, uh, like you, you said it, with the, the was it 2014, um, uh, the shootout. Uh, for yeah. me, it was a great day because uh, we were actually moving the next day. We were living in Dallas. Okay. We were moving back to St. Louis, and we were very excited to hit the road and go. But with the game coming up the next morning, I think it was, it was mm-hmm. morning, right? It wasn't like eight a.m. Um, yeah, we were packing up the we were packing up this this you know this freight and all this stuff. And I thought, you know what, we have to leave a TV because I need to be able to see the game. So I. Made sure that okay. like all we had in the house was our blow up mattress, um, yeah. uh, something for my son to sleep on, and a TV. That's all we had because that was like okay. this way we can watch the game. And <laughs> we literally sat. We woke up in the, that morning. We sat yeah. in the middle of the living room with no furniture and just watched the whole game. And oh, I will wow. remember that until the day I die because we jumped up and down and celebrated like idiots. I'm sure there was people because we were on the third floor of an apartment. I'm sure there was people going, "What are these people oh, screaming about at 10 a.m.?" <laughs> so yeah, that was that's one of my favorite memories. And and yeah, for yeah. him to do that as a St. Louis Blue uh, was was very special. So that was a, a great. Uh, it very was. Yeah, honestly, it's uh, my most memorable just image of him. Like I said, oh yeah, just that picture. It spoke a thousand words. Yep, it did. Um. All right, so I will say, um, and if for those that have listened to this show long enough, when TJ Oshi was here, and I know this is not the popular opinion, I was not a TJ Oshi fan. Um, okay. I, I I appreciated his skill, like you. I loved the reverse hits. I thought he was great at mm-hmm. that. But man, his skating drove me insane. He really? would just because he would try to do these these crazy crosses and turns and he would just fall and it's just dude just stay on your feet you're an nhl player it drove me nuts and again i I, a guy that that plays hockey i get how hard that stuff is but man Mm -hmm. and i think i think he really i don't know if it was a skating coach in washington or what but i don't see that anymore with his game and i haven't seen since he joined the capitol so i think Maybe he was just trying to do too much as a blue, because like you said, he was the first line right wing here in St. Louis. Again, mm-hmm. like David Backus, anointed. Like it didn't matter who was here. TJ Oshie was the number one right wing. He goes to Washington, they've already got a number one right wing. They don't need to worry about that. So yeah. he's maybe the pressure came off him a little bit more, and now I appreciate him more as a player. Um, but I just okay. was not a big Oshi fan. I that top line of Bacchus, Oshi, Steen, again individually, all great players. I didn't understand why that had to be the line. Like that was always the go-to for Hitchcock, and it was like, again, yeah. you you break those guys up, you get in another first-line center, maybe even another, you know, bring Tarasenko up a little further into the depth chart maybe yeah. that you get a different feel. But, like, for me, when your top line is all putting up 50 points, that's 
not a top line. That's a second line. No. So, yeah, it, there was a lot of that. And a lot of it was probably just coaching. Um, okay. But still, I just I was not the biggest Oshie fan when he was traded. I don't want to say I celebrated because I did not, but I did like the trade. I thought, okay, yeah, this forces them to at least look at Tarasenko as a number one right wing, which they clearly did right away. Yeah. So that was, I don't know, for me, I I actually, I, I Vanessa, I hate saying this, I don't like him making this team. <laughs> I think you look at some of the other players, and I've got the stats right here. Uh, okay. You know, Bacchus and Oshie, uh, you know, uh, let's just go by goals. 206 goals for Bacchus, Oshie 110. Uh, Bacchus was in 727 games, Oshie in 443. Joey Mullen had 151 goals in just 301 games. And and it, we're talking different eras here, so let's call that out too. Right. But Wayne Babich, 155 goals in 396 games. Uh, points, Babich and Mullen were both, well, Mullen was over a point a game as a blue. Babich was almost a point a game as a blue. And I just look at that and I say, man, these guys not on this team and Oshi is the one beating them out. I, I feel like okay. I feel like we're at a point now, maybe, where if, if a Washington podcast did this, maybe TJ Oshi makes their all-time team. I'm actually surprised yeah. to see him make a Blues all-time team. Tell me I'm wrong. Please, go ahead. I can see your point of view for sure. I I honestly thought that one of the reasons you hated Oshi was possibly for his ego. He definitely had that, and that was one Love of the it. reasons why he got traded. Was he was also having an ego, and he intentionally missed a practice, and Hitchcock was so pissed about that. Oh yeah, like that made the news. That's how pissed off he was. Mm-hmm. He put that shit he on got, blast. He got benched. White right, like two or yeah. three games. Yeah, it was three games. Yeah. But, no, I, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. The thing with me is I don't think he had the right line mates. And I'm sorry, Bacchus, but I am going to chirp on you on this. Yeah, You were not the right center for an Oshi. That's and probably correct. I, I feel like Bacchus playing center for Oshi actually brought Oshi's goal production down. But it did help his assist because his assists yeah. were a ridiculous but it i really feel like they needed a different center that fit oshi's style of play more you needed someone that could actually pass to him so that he could finish it the way that he liked to and not be forced yeah i agree and i think um and and before steen it was peron right uh peron was in that role with back i believe i think so yeah yeah i think you're right but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he didn't have the the setup man. And again, if you go back to our old shows, we were yeah. calling for again a Paul Stasty, who eventually did come to the Blues. But we were like, mm-hmm. put him on a top line with Oshi, so that way he'll have somebody that'll actually feed him the puck and make him right. like let him do his thing. But I, and again, this goes back to what I originally said about Oshi. Maybe it was just that he felt like he had to do too much, which is why I, w- I had a trouble with his skating and his decision making. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I just feel like this guy has the mm-hmm. skill it's there, but he's just, just something's not clicking. And it easily could yeah. have just been that he didn't have the line mates. He, he didn't have the ability to do what he wanted to do. 
because he didn't have the line mates that could make up if he did make a mistake. So he felt like he was had to do everything, which is unfortunate. Yeah, no, I can kind of place it on just during the time that Oshi was here along with Bacchus. This is what happens when you don't have a solid center core. Yeah. We got the solid core for the cup run. We now have a much more solid core for this interim period between when Dvorsky and Snuggerud and all the other prospects potentially come up. But this is what happens when you have players in the wrong position, at least in terms of like lines, and there's just not enough chemistry to make it work. Yeah. It, it's uh, crazy. So- we're talking about Washington and St. Louis here a little bit with the Oshi talk. So we'll get into winning unlimited's question here. He says, does Ooh, St. Louis regret letting Phoenix Copley get away? I don't think we had room for him with oh. Alan Elliott, Benner, Huso. And he adds, uh, Copley was 24, six and three last year in LA, yeah. but had a 2.60 GAA and nine Oh three <sighs> save percentage. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, doing the puck podcast with Eddie Garcia, who also covers the LA mm-hmm. Kings. Um, he did say that he thought Copley was way over his head for a little bit and then really crashed down to earth at the end. Uh, yeah. So he does think Copley is not a starter. He thinks it, it's going to be a tandem between him and Talbot this year. But um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's any regret. Um, I didn't like when they sent him back to Washington because, remember, they got him from Washington. Yeah. Then they just like inadvertently sent him back, I think, in the Oshi trade. Um, and it was just why? Yeah. Why are you, why? But I think now the Blues are very set in goal. I mean, clearly they've let Huso go. Uh, they are sold on Biddington as the number one, and Joel Hofer is making his way here uh this year, hopefully as a full time backup. So I, I don't want to say the Blues have any regret, but I think having him kind of in the pipeline. Maybe until Huso was mm-hmm. ready to go, maybe that is a little bit of regret. It would have been nice to have him. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. I was going to say it would have been nice to have him when Allen faltered, but without that, maybe the Blues mm-hmm. don't win the cup because Jordan Biddington doesn't get the chance. That's true. Um, I'll actually be honest. I laughed when uh, Copley got traded back to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but I found that so funny. It was so weird. It was just <sighs> because I remember seeing the trade because wasn't it he came in the Shattenkirk trade and then he went mm-hmm. back in the Oshi trade. And it was yep. like every like it just felt like Copley was this weird throw in at the end of the trade. And it was just right. Why are we sending them back the goalie they want? Yeah, it. <sighs> he only played two games for the Blues to begin with at the NHL level. Yeah. And the I- first game. He did great. The second game, he got lit the fuck up. Mm. Like, I I can't sugarcoat that. He got lit up. I can't remember and, him playing a, a minute with the Blues. Yeah, two games, one in 2015-16 and one in 2016-17. I only know this because they have Cap Friendly up already. <laughs> <laughs> but he had great numbers in the AHL. He just couldn't perform under the Blues system. Yeah. So I I don't really feel bad that we lost out on him. I just don't think he really progressed to the way that a lot of people hoped he would. I yeah. still hate that we are out on Huso. I I honestly would have rather had Huso and Hofer. Hmm. 
I like Huso, uh, but I do like Bennington better. So if it came down to either or, I'm picking Bennington. But yeah, losing Huso did hurt. I I loved that yeah. tandem. Uh, those two together were great. I thought they really pushed. They each were. Other. No, they very much did. The thing that I liked the most between the two was Huso had better rebound control. Bennington didn't. Yeah, <laughs> he still has shit rebound control, and it pisses yeah. me off. <laughs> that is my one gripe with Benny. Yeah, I. I Bennington, think... if you ever see this, I'm sorry. Uh, but god damn it. <laughs> I don't think he's a listener of Let's Go Blues. I think he's a big uh, two guys never know cup, uh, listener. <laughs> actually, he, well, he was sure recently he... on a podcast. I don't remember which one, but I actually saw I him go on to a podcast. I don't think he'd want to do listen to two guys, one cup. Because I think Steven will just talk shit on him the whole time. So <laughs> I would imagine he probably if he's going to listen to one, it'll be us because we talk good about him. So probably. Yeah. Uh, you should try yeah, and get we, him on. Fuck it. I, yeah, why not? Maybe that, that's a good yeah. call. I'll give I'll give it a shot. That'd be fun. Yeah, why not? If uh, Locked On Blues could get Jordan Cairo a couple of years ago, why can't we? Oh, that's right. They did. Yeah, that was a big I deal. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. It would be cool to uh, get Hofer. Ooh. Yeah, it'd be cool, too. Yeah, he seems yeah. like a good guy, too. Like a, like a world on earth kid. Yeah, yep. he's really level-headed. It's surprising. Yeah. Yeah, as a goalie. <laughs> yeah, always surprising. Um <laughs> So, panelist rankings, uh, talking about right wings again right. here. Uh, so, let's go through those very quick. So, number one, we had Brett Hall. Number two, Vladimir Tarasenko. Number three, David Backus. So, we actually hit uh, with what the fans voted. Our rankings mm-hmm. had those three as one, two, three. This is where it gets interesting because we had number four as Joe Mullen. Number five is yep. Wayne Babich. Then number six, TJ Oshie. Number seven, Scott Young, and number eight, Greg Pazlowski. So um, not as crazy as a jump as we saw with left wing. Mm. I don't know if you saw any of our left wing shows, Vanessa. That got weird very quickly. Um, I don't know. Shanahan didn't make the team. Alexander Steen didn't make the team. Um, those were shocks. But Did Terjan make the team or? Uh, we don't know yet. That is up for debate. Let's, uh, we'll do centers uh, gotcha. probably starting next week. Yep. So, okay. I will say he did do very well in the poll, so we okay. will see uh, if he. Ends I up do have a story for him. If you want me to join on that one, you want to go ahead and share it now. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Um, I believe I was nine or ten, but I actually played uh, against Pierre Turgeon Sung when he played on the Chesterfield Falcons. Very nice. While um, the North Valley North Stars were still a thing. Drawing a blank on his son's name. What is it? I can't remember it either. All I remember is uh, during that game, he was being the biggest asshole on the ice. I swear to you. <laughs> like he was tripping people and getting away with it so much. And I just got so fed up. I scored two goals that game. Nice. A um, bunch of them was just cleaning up the trash in front of the net. And I think it was like uh, last 10 minutes of the third, if I remember right. And he just got away with another trip, and I'm I'm just done with his crap at that point. Yeah, I actually on my shift, I actually skated towards him when I got the chance, and I actually decked him. Oh, nice! <laughs> and I got ejected. <laughs> I want to say he but follows yeah. me uh, on Twitter, so I'll it's possible. 
That's funny. But yeah, I just remember I I got ejected. I decked him. It he just got under my skin, and I kid you not, as I got out of uh, the locker room after the game, Pierre Turchon signed my jersey, my youth jersey, ah! and my mom has it still. So what did he say to you? Like, hey, by the way, thanks for decking my son. You saved me from uh, having to hit him later. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, I I didn't even realize it was him for like a good 10 seconds. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I uh, I heard a story about uh, Pat Maroon. Um, actually, mm-hmm. somebody, maybe somebody told us on the show. I don't know if I'm telling it again. I apologize, uh, listeners. But um, yeah, I heard a story where he uh, his son was playing in a game. And mm-hmm. after the game, all the kids, like, I guess, were, you know, on the other team were all excited that Pat was there. And he just walks in the locker room, didn't, like, didn't leave until he signed everyone ev- ev- uh, an autograph for every kid in the locker room. And it's yeah. like, that's incredible. You know, that that's the kind of stuff you love to see, you know. Like, oh, yeah. Just love that about hockey players. Um, that's awesome. So, uh, anyway, so talking more about these right wings, um, Yep. So the votes uh, from Jeff and Vanessa, from the two of us. Uh, so, again, remember that uh, when we originally were voting uh, who we wanted on this team or who wanted to be considered mm-hmm. for the team, we left out the 35-year team. So Brett Hall, Joe Mullen, Wayne Babich, and Scott Young were all already in. So the panelists, I voted for Tarasenko, uh, Bacchus, and Greg Pazlowski, and I also moved Pavel Dimitra because remember on that 35 year team he was on left wing I moved him to right wing I said I wanted him here (laughs) not enough votes for that to happen so we kept him at left right um but that those were my votes your additions were David Backus Vladimir Tarasenko TJ Oshie and one that I loved honestly Ryan Reeves (laughs) Um, I'm glad that you like that I almost put that on mine I've got and I i wish I could move my camera. Otherwise, if I do, it'll get mm. all blurry. But I've got the picture of him blowing a kiss at the Stars bench. Yeah. I've got that up over here, and it's signed. Um, one of my favorite, honestly, one of my favorite moments oh. in recent memory for the Blues. Like, I I just, I loved Ryan Reeves. I'm glad he's still in the NHL. Um, yeah. So, yeah, when I saw that, because I, I want, I so badly wanted to put him on my team, too. But I'm like. Uh, I, I was like Greg Pazlowski, man, that dude. He put he put in some great <laughs> times for the Blues. Obviously, part of the '86 Miracle Team. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, uh, I I love that pick. Good call with Ryan Reeves. Oh yeah, no, I I've loved Reaver for ever since he came up. I've just loved his play. I still hope that maybe he'll come back, sign with the Blues, and retire with them. He's just so fun to watch, and he faces yeah. so much diversity off the ice. Or not diversity. Um, I can't think of the word. But he just faces so much crap off the ice, and he just takes it in stride. And He's like you said, the, the picture guy. when he fought that Dallas star and just, oh, oh. it was just poetic. <laughs> I I remember just standing up in my living room when he did that and just laughing and just being like, I love this guy. I love him. Like sign him to a lifetime contract. Don't let him. Oh yeah. (laughs) No, he, uh, Ryan Reeves is just a heart and soul player and I love him for it. Yep. Me too. 
Uh, so other players consider. We'll go through a couple names here that we've already uh, mentioned. So we've got Wayne Babich, Joe Mullen, Greg Pazlowski, Scott Young, Pavel Dimitra, Gary Sabarin, uh, Travis McKegney, uh, Nelson Emerson, Frank St. Marseille, Brad Boys, Jordan Cairo, uh, Kelly Chase, Dallas Drake, Jamal Mayers. All got at least a vote uh, from mm-hmm. our panel. Um, a couple names that are definitely kind of hilarious to hear. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll admit I did consider Brad Boys for my team because um, or at least for my submissions, because mm-hmm. he actually did have some great point totals here for the Blues. Obviously had a couple 40 goal seasons. Um, yeah. I was a little surprised that Jordan Cairo's name was thrown in. Uh, I believe he got two votes. I'll have to check that. Uh, huh. Kelly Chase, which that goes to me like a plager pick. Not that the plaguers aren't deserving, <laughs> but Kelly Chase, yeah. you know, a guy that is a St. Louisan through and through at this point, and we love him for it. So I think that kind of yeah. ties into a vote there. And then more bruisers, Dallas Drake, Jamal Mayers, uh, interesting yeah. names. Any names you see in there that, that kind of shock you as to who made it? Well, for one, I wouldn't call Dallas Drake a bruiser. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I would definitely say the Brad Boys one kind of surprises me because he was like one of the best, one of the better uh, point producers on a really shitty number of Blues seasons. Yeah, but um, I, I'm kind of surprised on the Jamal Mayers. I actually forgot that he was a winger. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, he came up as a center, I believe, but they moved him to right wing okay. after uh, I think a season. But yeah, I, gotcha. I, I love another player. I love Jamal Mayers. Um, I, we always used to joke about Jamal Mayers, and, and this is not a knock on him. That mm-hmm. every single goal he scored, they used to have these highlight packages they'd show at games, right? Like, and this was during yeah. the lean years. And they would, I remember they had a Jamal Mayers highlight package, and it was literally skates up the right wing, slap shot goal, skates up the right wing, slap shot goal, fight, <laughs> hit, fight, skates up the right wing. Slapshot goal. And it was like every one of his goals was the exact same. But it worked. I mean, he was a guy. I mean, he didn't score a ton of goals. But, like, when he did, it was like, yeah, well, that's how how Jamal does it. (laughs) Huh. That's interesting. um, I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, I – yeah, a couple of – I was surprised with Jordan Cairo already. I mean, I think when it's all said and done, if he stays a blue – there's a good chance oh, yeah. he'd be on this team in 10, 15 years. I was a little surprised to see it so soon. Um, but, uh, again, yeah. that was, again, one or two votes. I'll have to take a look here. Right. Let's see. Oh, I've got the wrong thing open. All right, let me see. Kairou, Kairou, Kairou. Enjoy this brief intermission, folks. Yeah, one vote. <laughs> and I'll go ahead and say who it was because, it, again, it was surprising. Uh, Lou Korak. Of NHL.com. Really? It had Jordan Cairo. So. Wow. That was okay. a little surprising. Yep. I'm kind of intrigued by that. Yeah. I actually need to get his take on that and ask him why exactly he feels. Yeah. Belongs there. That's a very um, interesting take. Okay. Also want to add uh, that we did actually have to have a tiebreaker vote uh, for Greg Pazlowski making this team. 
uh, or not a team, oh. but uh, uh, selection, being able to be involved the, in, the, in the Twitter polls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was okay. between him and Gary Sabarin uh, to make the final eight. Uh, and uh, huh. it, it goes down to a Let's Go Blues radio team vote. So between me, mm-hmm. Kurt, Bill, and Austin, we uh, voted in Pazlowski to be included. But, yeah, Gary Sabarin was right there. And I think there was even people that commented in uh, the, the Twitter polls that were like, why no Gary Sabarin? And it was like, well, he almost made it, but yeah. because of Let's Go Blues Radio, we didn't like let him make it. <laughs> I, I will be honest. I actually have no clue who Sabarin is. I've never very heard long, name. Very, very long time before you and I were even born. So <laughs> that would be why. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I've heard a lot of different names from way back in blues history, but that one I've never actually heard. It's very interesting. Uh, so- Something I almost forgot. We've got a giveaway. And, uh, man, Vanessa, I, I should have saved this for you. A TJ Oshie yeah. rally towel. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Different... Yeah, these were these were a hot uh, item there for a little while. They were. Uh, we've got a giveaway. So let's, uh, let's get to a runner-up. Then we'll show you the winner for the giveaway. Yeah. Remember that uh, for all everybody listening, that you just need to comment on these Twitter polls and – Tell us why you voted the way you did or why you didn't vote the way you did, and uh, you could be entered for a prize. So here we go. Uh, this is our runner-up. So actually the guy that won last week, Patrick Yoder, responds, uh, talking about David Backus and TJ Oshie as well as Vladimir Tarasenko. He says, David's a great power forward, and Oshie is remarkable. But looking at years and goals with the Blues, Vova, which for those who don't remember was Tarasenko's nickname, Tops all these guys on this list. He helped in the Blues' first cup. His career ended here on a sour note, but he's always been cordial and professional, being good to fans, but also all the all-star appearances, plus being the only Blues to make the EA NHL cover back in 2017 should assuage the whole trade uh, trade request debacle. But if anything, even though he may not be a future Hall of Famer, he was the next generation of Blues fans' Brett Hall, just look at this, and it's uh, he posted some pictures. I don't know if these were from him or if he pulled them from online, but it's of a yeah. young boy, um, at, and I'm guessing this is at the parade, with, wearing is, yeah. his Tarasenko jersey and seeing Tarasenko, and then Tarasenko giving him a big hug, and the kid is just in tears. So, oh, yeah. A beautiful image. Uh, loved this. And, and I know I saw this before, so, again, I don't know if this was – Patrick's personal image he shared before if mm. this was something else but uh still beautiful imagery here thank you Patrick uh for sharing I uh, also want to add um he is not the only blue to make the EA NHL cover uh Vanessa do you know the other blues player that uh made the cover of the EA NHL games uh, a little trivia here for you wasn't it Pronger or McKinnis it was Chris Pronger you want to take a stab at the year <laughs> Uh, that would be, oh, that was the early 2000s. Um, that's correct. God, now I have to really go back to memory bank. Um, I want to say 2002, 2003. It was, uh, 2000. Ah, so that was, damn. that was the year okay. that he ended up winning the, um, the, 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 the heart and the Norris. Right. So. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Yep. Anyway, so uh, and and I will add that Patrick did correct himself in a later tweet, but uh, okay, just I don't have the uh, 
we don't have the the space to show all of his tweets with this. So right. that was the most important. I, I will point out that kid is wearing one of the coolest blues jerseys to ever come out. I love oh, yeah. those jerseys with oh. uh, with the arch logo. Yep, those were cool. I like those. Oh too. yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll see them come back in the Stillman era. Um, he was not th- for a those while. Were cre- those were created by um, Bill, Bill Bill Laurie, right? The owner before Bill Laurie, uh, right? I think that was the name. I don't know. Or no, it's Dave Checkets. It was Checkets. Or yeah, it was Checkets. That's right. Laurie was earlier. Uh, no, Dave Checkets and him had quite the beef. And this was a Dave mm-hmm. Checkett's commissioned jersey. So the rumor is, okay. as long as Stillman's an owner, we will never see those jerseys again, which is unfortunate. Gotcha. But it's also hopefully funny that time. jersey was one of the top three alternates that was ever made. Oh, yeah. That's a beauty. <laughs> I love that one, too. So that really makes Stillman mad. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, let's get to the winner of our giveaway. This is from Joe Sobeck. And I thought he just put it so delicately and so easy. Uh, he says, love Bacchus and Oshi and always will. Fond memories. Has to be Tarasenko, though, on franchise impact. And I agree with you, Joe. Actually, I just realized how small this is. I'll pull it up a little bit here. Good job. So, <laughs> Joe Beck 96 on Twitter. You are our giveaway winner. We will be reaching out to you in the next couple days. Um, but uh, thank you to all who participated in the Twitter polls as well as um, – commenting and letting us know why you voted the way you did yeah so in terms of uh polls uh next (sighs) one will be monday we'll actually have our only we're only gonna do one uh our goalie poll uh should be revealed sometime (laughs) midday the two top finishers of the four will make the club so uh the let's see i'll i should have written this down um and you got to remember, goalies have such a torrid history with the Blues franchise. Exactly. Yep. Oh, uh, so on the 35th anniversary <laughs> team, so we do know two goalies that will be on the poll will be Curtis Joseph okay. and Glenn Hall. Uh, we'll see who the other two are. Uh, I know Biddington's up there. Liute. Mm-hmm. Jake Allen has gotten some votes. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Grant Fjord is another one that's gotten some votes. So Did it'll Osgood be interesting make it, to see. Or... I do not believe anybody voted for Osgood so far. I don't have all the votes okay. in yet uh, from our panel. Okay. But um, I'll tell you who I, is. I do like so me some Cujo, though. So right now, so obviously Joseph and Hall, but we've also have mm-hmm. Bennington, Elliott, Allen, Fjord, and Liute. Those are the other ones that have gotten votes. So we'll, we'll see between those five uh, who ends up making mm-hmm. it with Joseph and Hall into the Twitter poll. Yeah. Darn it's for no Phoenix uh, Copley. <laughs> darn for no pity vote for Roman Turco. Dur- oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Roman Turk. Jesus. Or Brent Johnson. <laughs> or Brent no John- Johnson. Brent Johnson votes. Sanford. Curtis Sanford. Friend of the show, Curtis oh. Sanford. <laughs> we love some Curtis Sanford on this show. Um. So currently, uh, if you want, are interested in what the Twitter poll is right now, uh, Sunday will be the last day. It is the second poll of the centers. Uh, so within that, and it's actually a very tight race, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, Adam Oates, Gary Unger, and Braden Shin. Uh, you can make a case for all four of those guys being on the team. So, yeah, that's a, that's a no great. No Tur- Well, Terjan was on the first poll. 
Uh, oh, so he was, okay. He was already involved. And, I must have missed uh, we'll, that, then. Yeah, we'll see if he makes the team. But uh, he was on it okay. with um, – oh, what was the last one? Let me take a quick look here. So the first center yeah, poll was Federko, Red Berenson, Pierre Turgeon, and Doug Gilmore. That was the Oh, God, one. that's a tight one. They're all tight. Center is very tough. <sighs> very tough. Oh, boy. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so remember on Twitter, uh, and then, uh, well, make sure you have your comments shared on Twitter. So mm-hmm. you want to comment on those polls to be updated or to be included in the possible giveaway. Uh, if you're not on Twitter and you just want to comment on Facebook, we do post a link to the Twitter poll on our Facebook page. So just comment on that Facebook post. <clears throat> if you want, uh, just comment, say why you voted the way you did or why you didn't vote for a certain player. And your comment could be featured on the show, as you saw a couple of them tonight. And you could also be entered to win a prize. So uh, make sure you uh, uh, comment. Tell us why you voted the way you did. And you could be uh, a proud new owner of something silly that is blues-related. <laughs> uh, so that, that was again, a great with, one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> with, uh, with right wing wrapping up, so it is Brett Hall, Vladimir Tarasenko, David Baggis, TJ Oshie, uh, Vanessa, final thoughts on right wing for the all-time team. Uh, I, I'm really happy the the guy with the same birth year as me, Tarasenko, got as high as he did. That is one yeah. thought. I I really wanted to actually talk about him, but again, I got sick. So, can't help that. <laughs> Most of my oh, well. autograph memorabilia is Tarasenko, too. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, um, I don't know if I have no. one thing signed by him. Uh, I think I have a jersey. That's a good call. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I have a puck and like two other things signed. Hmm. But cool. yeah, no. Uh, I feel like all the right wing picks, they're really good. I'm still surprised with Bacchus, and I think that's more so to do with my memory just not remembering his good years, mm-hmm. which that's on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, David. <laughs> Marijuana affects the memory. I don't smoke marijuana. Nice try. I know. I made a half baked. <laughs> you ever seen the movie Half Baked? I actually haven't. Oh, that's a good movie. That's what. That's a line from that. Dave Chappelle throws that little gem out <laughs> at, at one point. It's pretty funny. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm with you. I, I'm, and again, I think all these guys are deserving. Um, you know, I look at like a Greg Pazlowski again, a guy that, you know, was <laughs> was great. Had a great couple moments for the Blues. But, you know, mm-hmm. if he would have made this team, I would have been, uh, I don't know. But it's like, you know, the guy's still deserving. So doesn't matter who's on this team. Of the eight we had in the polls, all in some way should be there. I, I am shocked yeah. that at least one of Joey Mullen or Wayne Babich, Wayne Babich is the first 50-goal scorer in Blues history, for, by the way. Uh, neither of those guys made the team. Their times here was a little short. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously with Brett Hall, uh, just far and away uh, being the best right wing in Blues history. Anybody who went up in a poll against him, it just was not fair. So that 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 plays a part of it too. But yeah, I was a little shocked with Oshie making it. But at the end of the day, again, mm-hmm. he was a good right wing for this team. He gave some good years and obviously a fan favorite. Um, I think last week, uh, Bill Day uh, said that uh, if you were a girl in high school when TJ mm-hmm. Oshie was playing, you are a fan of TJ Oshie. So 
Uh, I can attest that to that. Yeah, right. All, yep. A lot of the girls in my high school class loved Oshi. Holy oh, yeah. crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, it, I remember was, going... There was Oshi fever. I remember going <laughs> to uh, uh, UMSL my last year when Oshi was first coming up and just seeing... I mean, just the Oshi jerseys on all the girls and the and the t-shirts and mm-hmm. you know there was even like a I heart. I remember a girl wearing an I heart Oshi shirt every day. Almost the Blues played, and it was just mm-hmm. my goodness. Um, and you know the guys loved him too because again we talked about yeah. the the reverse hitting and the uh, his battles in the corners and you know being able to mm-hmm. just have some sick goals in the shootout. You know, I mean everything about that guy. So it's just to me, it's just. Overall, it's shocking he's on this team over Mullen and Babbage, but mm-hmm. I can't argue with it. The people have spoken. Yep. No, they've spoken. Well, I think that'll do it. Uh, Vanessa, any closing thoughts from you um, outside of what we've already talked about? Uh, well, I do actually have a couple uh, things for just some Blues fans to be aware of. The different uh, leagues, so SHL mainly the Europeans, uh, SHL, Liga, and all those, they'll start picking up play in about early September, so about a month before the NHL actually starts. So you can start following hockey in terms of some of the prospects there. You can start following them. Just keep an eye on Twitter or any other social medias. Uh, There is a chance if you really feel interested in watching some European hockey, just seeing the difference, the champion hockey league that starts in, I want to say late August. And that features a bunch of teams from all across Europe, even teams from Ireland. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh yeah. It's really good hockey to watch. I've loved it. And it has a lot of former NHL players. So it, it's just really fun to watch. Um, Yeah, other than that, September is really when hockey starts. It's not October. October is just when the real hockey starts, the top league starts. So just keep that in well, mind. Well, and, and I'll say, too, like on this show, that's when we start having our typical live shows right. every Wednesday. And that is when it's like there is hot. Like we've even said, like, hockey is being played. Professional hockey is being played right now. Like, this is mm-hmm. hockey season, folks. We're there. So. I always tell myself about this time every year, like, okay, you're mid-July, get through August, (laughs) and all of a sudden hockey will come quick. So we're getting there. Yeah. But, yeah, other than that, have a good, safe summer, and hockey's almost here. We'll get through all this crazy weather. We'll get through it, and we will get to the new season. Hopefully it's better than last year. But this I, isn't I interim, it, in my opinion. Well, I think also it's this season. It's it's going to be we we have the expectations a little different this season. You know, the expectations mm-hmm. this year are if we make the playoffs, that would be incredible. If we don't, yeah. that's about what we expect. So I think with having those tempered expectations, I think makes is going to make this season a lot more fun than last year. For sure. So no, I agree. Uh, Vanessa, always fun having you on. Um, you can follow <laughs> Vanessa on Twitter at V R A I N nine one. 
And uh, always good talking to you, Vanessa. I appreciate you hopping on. Um, missed you last week, but I'm glad we were able to get you this week. Uh, again, thank you. And uh, thank you again for being a member of the panel and helping us out with this whole project, too. Yeah, no, it's not a problem. I've enjoyed it. Yep, been fun. Well, all right, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and telling him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local vendors or your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That will wrap up episode 12 of season 12 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thank you to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We hope you all enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For for Vanessa Graff, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and producer Austin. I think I did. I call you Vanessa. <laughs> what did I call you? Go weeks ago, Stephanie. I think. Yeah, uh, because you thought it was Stephanie Graff. Stephanie Graff. Yeah. So the okay. I know we're closing up. So, but one last story. <sighs> the first time I ever had you on, I was on our Slack channel, and I was telling my coworkers, I'm like, or the the co-hosts. I was telling him, I'm like, hey, guys, we got I got a co-host for tonight or whatever it was, you know, a couple nights, whatever. I was like, right. uh, I kept calling you Steffi Graf. I was like, her name's Steffi Graf. Oh, yeah, she's a big blues fan. She posts all the time. She follows us. Steffi Graf, Steffi Graf. Oh. Finally, Bill Day was like, wait, so the tennis star follows our show? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, 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 it's Vanessa. Shit. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Oh. That's, That's where that comes from. <laughs> All right, I feel I had a feeling it had some to do with the tennis player because she's actually she's from the same region that my dad's side of the family is from to begin with okay. for Germany. So I, I always have to keep an eye on that because I know very much about that. That's funny. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, for Vanessa or Vanessa or Steffi Graf. Uh, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and producer Austin. I'm Jeff Fonder, and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Vanessa, give me a let's go blues. Let's go blues. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. <laughs> you thought I was going to say a son of a bitch, didn't you? <laughs>